In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Welcome to Bryce and Ren and Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 4 of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, titled Notebooks and Math. Uh, with me, as always, to break down all things Ned's Declassified is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how are you doing? Bryce, it's no The Wire. <laughs> it is not the wire by any stretch of the imagination um i feel as though ned's declassified especially this episode um i think that they forgot who ned is i don't know if that's just me i think they completely lost track of who ned is supposed to be as our main character straight man and instead they made him kind of a dick for lack of a better word oh in the math segment it kind of in both especially math yeah. No notebooks I felt like was appropriately Ned. Notebooks was probably one of the segments I liked the most in a good while. Okay. Yeah. Um math I didn't like as much, but this episode, I think of the slump episodes we've been in, this has been the strongest of the three. Of the slump. Yeah. It's do you think still in the slump or like get gets us out of the slump? Uh hmm. I think it mostly gets us out, but there are still some like issues. Yeah. I think this episode you know, the kind of trend that we've been discussing as we've been going through season two is like the way that season two has shifted its tone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at its best, season two is funnier and better made than anything in season one. Yeah. But at it's, its worst, it's a little bit more annoying. It's so weird. Like, I totally, I don't know. I agree with you on the level of like, in terms of quality, mm-hmm. like, I can definitely say season two, the quality of the show is better than season one, but there's something yeah, I almost, on a technical level. yeah, there's something I almost miss about the, um, like feels like it's being shot on maybe a shoestring budget season one of it all. Like season one felt just a little bit more campy than season two. It did. It definitely felt more campy, but that became a problem at, near the end. Yeah. Um, so so here we are. We have notebooks and we have math, which uh, at, at the surface, I was not excited about. I figured that notebooks was going to be some something more about Ned's tip book, and I just wasn't thrilled. Uh, but not a mention of Ned keeping his tips in a notebook. Yeah, they went with a more uh, traditional, they went with the relatable route. I actually liked this segment, especially because it ended with, like, some actual good study tips. It did. Yeah, which um, which were interesting. I don't know if you noticed the format of those tips. Um, usually we get, like, Ned says a tip and we get the pop-up on the bottom. Ned gave out, like, two or three solid tips that just weren't, there was no pop-up for. And then the last one he gave, there was a pop-up for. 
Interesting. Yes. So like if we're going by thus far, we've qualified what is and what isn't a tip based yeah. on if it gets that pop up. Um, so there's only, I think in the whole episode, I'm just seeing if this looks to be correct. There's only a single, uh, oh no, there's two. We get two tips in the whole thing, but that, that isn't true. Like Ned gives tips, but yeah. that structure that we rely on isn't there. Uh, Ren, uh, when I got distracted in my classes in high school, I don't think I ever doodled, um, but when I did doodle, I don't think I would do uh, like uh, Big Bryce and Tiny Teacher. Big Bryce versus Tiny Teacher? Yeah. I uh, doodled all the time, like mm-hmm. all, in, even into college. Yeah. What, uh, and- what types of things do you doodle? I mean, Ned was doodling like uh, the Crimson Chin. <laughs> when I was younger, I would draw like character ideas or like Dragon Ball characters and stuff. Okay. In college, I would start writing down like ideas I had for games and stuff, and I would just go from there. Like improv games or like uh, video games. Video games. Okay. Like ideas about video games or for video. Like you're for gonna make a video game. game. For I had video a, I had a video game idea last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. I don't know. I was like going up to bed, and I just thought it was like three a.m. and I thought this idea was really funny, Ren. Um. It's a mobile game called Pay to Win. And uh, people are matched with, so two people are matched in, uh, like, against someone else. And uh, whoever first pays $10 wins that round. <laughs> so who's getting the $10? Um, well, it's, it's, they pay it to, it's not to someone else. They pay it to me, like the maker of the game. So every time people pay the, play this game, they have to send you $10 to get through a round. To win, yeah. To win. <laughs> yeah. And there's a what cosmetic... What if someone sends you less than $10 or more than $10? They, they don't win. So even if someone overpays you, they don't win? No, so it's, it's built into the app. It's not like you can choose how much you're giving. Although that would be interesting, too. Maybe, okay, maybe... Each person has to submit a monetary amount and it's um, shown blindly. Like you don't see what it is. The, you don't see what the other person submits. And then whoever submitted more pays that amount to win. Bryce, I have a better idea. Yeah. Okay. So we sell the game as a premium on brysonren.com or something. Okay. To buy a copy. You have to send us your monthly income. Uh, instead of paying $10, <laughs> you pay 10% of what your income is. In- okay. Because um, I think. Fair. Yeah, yeah, that way it's balanced. Um, that could be good. And I like the 10%. Yeah, I like the 10% because $10 can mean one thing to someone else. Um, exactly. One, something completely different to, to another person. And there can be a cosmetic <laughs> shop as well, right? Um, so if you want to, like, dress up the envelope that you're going to send the $10 in. No, so it's all, right. I think you're you're missing this. So, I, so I, I, well, I'm, I'm thinking, like, Sears catalog game. Sears catalog game like you we were gonna mail out a Sears catalog okay people are gonna see like the win there's gonna be a win envelope in it okay they put in ten dollars they send it back and then they win yeah so I don't I think so that's a one-time payment so you want to make it you want to make this a digital thing I'm thinking of like a like digital tournament right to people's bank accounts connected straight to the bank accounts pay to win 
they pay the money to win. That's it. And then if you want to be the best, you got to pay the most. All right, Bryce, I just came up with a game. Okay. It's called Credit Card Borrow. Okay. We, so, you know, so on our website, bryceandren.com, Mm-hmm. When people click credit card borrow, it'll be like this is a fresh new game that you can play. Uh, send us your credit. We're gonna mail you out a Sears catalog with an envelope in it. You put your credit card in it. You mail it to us. We're gonna borrow it for a bit, and then we're gonna send it back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then uh, maybe when we send it back, it can be like um, uh, without looking at your credit card balance. Like, which of these charges do you think were made? I don't know. There's like a little game with it. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, uh, you know, those teddy bear vacations, you can send a stuffed animal to go on vacation. Yeah. And people take photos of it to send to you. Yes. This is like that, but for people's credit cards okay. and like the money being taken out, like yeah. if any money gets taken out of their card, so like because the card is on vacation. Yeah. Like, so we would take a picture of like you and me in the card at the Apple store. Yes, and then, like, exactly. You, you and me in the card at like Disney world. Because the card wanted to go to Disney World. Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> and where it's chaperones. Yeah. And then uh, we can send back the map as well of like, where where has your credit card been? <laughs> a little road map. We'll have like dollar amounts of how much the credit card spent on itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And we'll make it, we'll make it so only the top tier um, Patreons can participate. You hear that, Jacob? So, get <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Ren um, no everyone please keep your money uh, Ren and I are not coming for your money uh, this was all a playful conversation so <laughs> viewer discretion advised yes um, oh my gosh Ren um, you could come up in okay yeah you would come up with ideas for video games in class <laughs> Like credit card borrow. Like such as a credit card borrow. You'd write it down. You'd be like, this is for later. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Ned is not doing well in Sweeney's class here. He's Sweeney not doing says well in any Ned. Class. Yeah. So Sweeney says to Ned, You haven't been doing well in my class. And then Ned says, That's not true. I haven't been doing well in any class. But um, I don't think Ned realizes that he's not negating what Sweeney said. What Sweeney said is true. Ned is not doing well in his class. I think Ned's just being fresh. You know, he's getting to that age. His voice dropped. Yeah. Oh, his voice definitely dropped this episode. <laughs> it was, like, very low. He's, like, um, he's growing up before our eyes. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, yeah, we see there's, like, a reference in this segment to making out. Um, and then there's yeah, also... There was. Uh, like Ned shoving the notebook like down his sh- uh, like up his shirt to make it look like he like grew breasts, um, which also like feels uh, both those things felt uh, like more mature than the Ned's declassified that we've gotten. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened last season with no. uh, Cosmo and Wanda showing up and SpongeBob. Yeah, Cos- Cosmo and Wanda aren't photo. showing up, so most can uh, talk about making out. It's not happening. Um. Yeah, so Sweeney's like, well, Ned, if you want to do better, this in this like glass case in my room, I keep this golden notebook. It's the dream notebook. It's the best notebook I've ever seen. The kid who wrote it was an A plus student. 
Sam Golden. Yes. Uh, really good name. Really great name. Uh, and so then the Golden Notebook, it's beautiful. Ned admires it. He thinks it's lovely. Uh, but obviously he can't have it, right? That's Sweeney's property. It's this precious Sam Golden Notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Ren, did any high school teacher ever say, Ren, you did so fantastic in this class. Could I keep your notebook to frame in a glass I never case? did that fantastic in any classes, Bryce, you know. You know, maybe that person exists. Maybe there is a Sam Golden. I got So you. beloved by his science teacher. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, th- this is also part of Sweeney's game. He's intentionally trying to get Ned to learn. Yeah, which was, that was a great, um, was that obvious the whole time? It was not to me, but it, well, okay. it, 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 I realized it like halfway through that something was probably up. Yeah. But I, I, I really liked it. I liked this little development for Sweeney. We're kind of moving him out of the generic bad teacher role. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I didn't see it coming either. So the notebook, uh, Ned is eventually going to, he goes through the whole process of stealing it, using it, and then acing the test. And then Sweeney catches him putting it back. And it's a whole thing. Sweeney's like, uh, you don't think I set you up for this? I knew that you wouldn't study otherwise um yeah so ned is he's obsessed with this notebook he's like i gotta get this notebook um moses like whoa like i would be lost without my notebook and then she realizes that she loses hers oh have you ever lost a notebook in school um so when i was in when i was in middle school we were required to keep binders Mm-hmm. Ren. And the binders had to be perfect and organized and have all the material in it and completed. Um, and there was a few times that I would lose those binders and it would be those binders accounted for like 35% of our grade. It was it was a very high amount and it was very scary. So I get That's what most like nightmare. It was terrible. And I'd always get like 70s on them on the binders. Um, <laughs> and yeah, my mom had like a whole feud going. I think my mom would like call the school that she worked at. She'd like talk to the binders. teacher. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Moses is gonna lose hers, and then Cookie. What is Cookie up to today? Cookie's gonna become a college student and start recording his lectures. Yes. Cookie. He's like, oh, I don't need to take notes if I use this camera that is attached to my head and then uh, record all of my classes to watch later i am very relieved they did not go the generic technology is bad route with this Mm -hmm. like oh you you recorded your notes that's why it didn't work it's more cookie just didn't take the time to review his notes ends up being the lesson yeah yep it's like uh the plan was good but it it felt like it uh like cookie was the issue and not the actual plan yeah yeah because he's going to uh, go through this whole process of he's like a big fan of recording these classes. Um, and then he's go. What do you think about his fake eyes? The uh, the anime eyes. Yeah, he has the setting on his glasses where his glasses can't output uh, eyes, giant anime eyes. So they'll be there and Cookie can sleep while he records his lectures. They're horrifying. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I saw that, I'd be so upset in class. Yeah. <laughs> or like if you're in that class and Cookie's asleep and you get paired with him as a partner on like an assignment and you just have and to go sit with them. And at you while snoring. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Cookie has this going on. Moses is going to uh, go looking for a notebook. She's going to find a notebook that is titled The Innermost Thoughts by SC. SC? Mm. Who could yeah. that be, Bryce? Who could SC be? Could be anyone, Ren. Uh, is there a CB situation in Cory in the House? Who was the other CB? Craig Berkowitz, right? Yeah. All right. Is th- This is similar to that, right? This is, I was thinking more like the notebook in Breaking Bad via WW. Oh, Walt Whitman, Walter White. Yeah. Yeah. So is uh, there going to be a moment where Mose is sitting in the bathroom and looks up and uh, what is it? Realizes like, that Susie yeah. Crabgrass is SC. SC, Susie Crabgrass. And then we take a mid-season, a mid-final season break. Uh that was one of the most frustrating season mm-hmm. breaks I've experienced. Just so we can come back and he can immediately die in the next episode. <laughs> it takes a few. Does it? Yeah, Does I think it like it's right like away. No, yeah. it's not right away. No, it's been it's been um quite some time since I've seen Breaking Bad. I think I've only ever I only ever watched it through once. I rewatched um, it a few times, but the last time I rewatched it was a year after it ended, so it's been a good while. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, Better Call Saul? No, I haven't yet. Yeah, I um, I watched the first three or four seasons a few years ago as, mm. like, I think the third or fourth season was coming out. And so I, I got all caught up, watched all of it, but now I couldn't tell you anything about it. And I think that it's on the final season or will be nearing it soon. Something like um, that. I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, I really liked when I watched it. Um, But, you know, it's like uh, it, there's just no room for it on the Mount Rushmore of prestige television. The Wire, Succession, Nancy Classified. Yeah. You know, it's already full. There's already all three heads on this Mount Rushmore are taken. <laughs> uh, what else do we got going on here? Gordy, uh, Gordy's going to help Ned steal the Golden Notebook. Uh, I felt like this was a missed opportunity. The show does a really nice job with like recurring bits. We saw the tunnels last week. I kind of wanted them to be in a tunnel instead of a vent. The vent was fine, but... They needed to do the vent so they could do the slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. Around, with Gordy, like, banging around the vent. Or, no, with Ned just demolishing the science room. Because <laughs> he's hanging. I actually did like yeah. it. Did you notice that stuff was actually breaking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love the commitment to just destroying shit. Yeah. They had the intern bring in whatever uh, glass bottles they could find. Set them up in the science lab and then let loose Ned on a, a harness and let him fly around and smack into a bunch of glass bottles. Yeah, it was pretty good. What do you think about the um, Gordy? Before he puts Ned down, he like lowers Ned into the science room via this rope. Before he does so, he says, "Ned, you're missing one thing." Ned goes, "Oh, don't worry, I have a, a duplicate golden notebook to replace the original with." And Gordy says, "No, no, no, a caramel covered apples with nuts to celebrate a job well done." I liked it. And I like that it was brought back later. Yeah. Was it uh, preemptive for Gordy to uh, say, let's celebrate now versus let's celebrate when you get back up into the vent? Gordy wanted to celebrate now so that they could, you know, so to cement the fact that they were done. Okay. Yeah. Those are sticky though. They are sticky, but I, yeah, I worry. Maybe I was... the caramel would help Ned grab the notebook. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. He would have just uh, Ned sticky fingers. 
Um, that is, that's a uh, Home Alone two, right? They're the Sticky Bandits. Sticky Bandits. Yeah. Wet Bandits. No, they're the Wet Bandits in the first Home Alone. Oh, the do, they, do they become, Alone, the, they become sticky the Sticky Bandits? bandits. Yes. I I haven't I've only watched like Home Alone two twice in my life. Ah, I would say uh, this is I think not a popular opinion. I would say just as good as the first one. Really? Yeah, I think it's that's not a popular opinion at all. But I would say that they are equals. Well, Bryce, I can tell you this: mm-hmm. I had Home Alone on the Super Nintendo, and I had Home Alone two: Lost in New York on the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and only Home Alone one was good. <laughs> well, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I can't. I can't vouch to the quality of the video games. I can assume. Uh, I'm. In fact, I'm. To be honest, I'm surprised that the first Home Alone was any good. I'm sure it actually wasn't good, but I remember beating it as a kid, okay. which was, you know, it was significant enough. I finished yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, what would be the final boss? Like, uh, throw paint cans. Like, line up the paint cans with Marv's head. I don't think there are uh, any bosses. What you do is uh, you go around the house collecting presents while avoiding traps and the bandits. Then you uh-huh. stash them away in the basement or something. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's like a not kind of like a traditional video game in the way that video games have become. Okay. Um inter was there a map? Or was that a was it all for, uh, based on your own exploration of the house? You had to like walk around and explore. Yeah. Um Okay. Was uh so one more question. Do we think that uh did Kieran uh, was it Kieran Culkin? Kieran McCulley. Uh, Kieran, Kieran McCulkin. McCulley. McCulkin. This is no, I think it's just Kieran Culkin. That's that's Roman. Roman, yeah. Kevin's brother. Um, uh, so I learned last night he played uh, Kevin's uh, peeing son. Not son. Uh, cousin. Kevin's peeing son? Cousin. His peeing cousin, you know? <laughs> like, uh, what's his face? Always wets the bed. Oh, yeah. It's Filber. Filber. <laughs> You gotta oh. sleep with a filbert. Filbert said Coke. Like he always wets the bed. That Soda, was uh, whatever that, that was line Roman? is. That's Roman. His name is Fuller. Fuller. Fuller always wets the bed. Yeah, it is Fuller. Fuller House. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Did you know, they're brothers. Wow. Yeah, yeah I knew that. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I was like, I was super late on that on figuring that out. Um, Gordy. Uh, helps Ned do it. Slams it into a bunch of glass bottles, like we said. Ned is fine. He comes out unscathed. Maybe Ned is glass proof. Um, like uh, rubber. I think rubber is also glass proof. So Ned could be the rubber boy. And then Quirly comes in, uh, walks into the room while Ned is like still hanging. Uh, Ned thinks that he's fine. Like that Quirly doesn't see him, and Quirly's like, "Hey, Ned, I loved this." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sweeney walks in and sees that his room has been destroyed. Um, Ren, did you hear that Lisa Zemo, that Lisa stole money from Durga? Bryce, what? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Lisa wouldn't do that. Okay, okay. Well, did you hear that Claire made out with Billy behind the school? I don't know anyone named Billy. Uh, Loomer's first name is Billy. And it says here, Billy's a big sissy. (gasps) <gasps> yeah um so most found a burn book most did find a burn book <laughs> yeah um and not only so most is gonna have this burn book and she's gonna share it with everyone like giddy she shows lisa the page that accuses her of stealing yeah <laughs> um i think 
I think that it was not a great choice for Moe's to share this with I others. I think it's interesting that you opened the episode discussing Ned being out of character, because I think this is probably the most out of character thing in the episode. Um, I don't know. Like, like I it, think it, it strikes me as uncharacteristically mean of Moe's to, like, see this thing written by Lisa and be like, boom, did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that it's that. I think Moses is like in her own head. She's like trying to figure out. She's like, would would Lisa have done this? Like it doesn't. I make think any she sense. buys it at face value at first. Does she? That's yeah. that was my read. Mm-hmm. It's not until after that they start talking about it where Moses is like, all right, I yeah. got played. This doesn't make any sense. Um, and also, I guess to me, what's uncharacteristic about Moses? Moses is the smart one. She's supposed to she probably should have been able to figure out SC probably meant Susie Crabgrass. I'm surprised they own. let it last as many scenes as they did. Yeah, it takes two or three scenes for people to see SC and be like, oh, it has to be Susie Crabgrass. Um, but before we get, before they, we, we get to that point, um, th- we go to the hallway. Quirly is now filling in for Cookie with videotaping the whole day. Cookie's I like, like Corley's uh, cookie costume. Yeah. Uh, Corley, he's dressed up as Cookie. He has the camera. Cookie is like in the bathroom or something. So Corley's making sure he gets everything. Um, Loomer checks out this notebook that Moe's has and sees is... us. <laughs> what? You want what to, you to say? write it down? <laughs> CH hates Billy's guts and is going to <laughs> kick his butt. <laughs> who, who else could be CH but obviously Coconut Head? <laughs> This was one of Coconut Head's best screams in Running Aways. It was. I like, I thought this was so funny because why would CH, that's not his name. His name is not Coconut Head. In fact, we don't know his name, Ren. <laughs> but why would he, uh, why would someone refer to his initials as CH in here? Um, also, going to kick Billy's ass. Yeah. And why would, why would SC... Even in the past, why is SC using all these people's names, but own but write CH to like protect whoever CH really was? Maybe each page has a word count. Oh, okay. So she had so to get around it, she had to use CH instead of coconut head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Billy's gonna chase coconut head. Um, Ned's going to just say, "Oh, this golden notebook is great. It has like a pop up art or something." Um. And then we're going to, like, do a transition to Moe's looking at the notebook again in the hallway. And Billy and Coconut Head are now also crowded around. So I don't know if Billy beat up Coconut Head and then they said, okay, we're good. <laughs> I'm, that's, I'm assuming that's how it goes. You know, Loomer gets his punches in. Coconut yeah. Head stands up. He's like, okay, all right, can we go now? Yeah, are we done? Can we go look at the notebook? But they do. They all, everyone's gathered around looking at this notebook. And, um, and so then that's when they notice Susie Crabgrass is right there and it must be SC. Let's go get her, Ren. Loomer like, grabs a pitchfork. Yeah, I like that Loomer is the one to grab a pitchfork. They are dating. And we get confirmation <laughs> this episode they are still dating. Which was hysterical because I wrote here before seeing the end, I said, isn't Loomer still dating Susie? I was like, this is so strange. I, um, I wrote down a uh, Loomer runs after his girlfriend holding a pitchfork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what we get here. Yeah. And so the mob forms, they chase down Susie. Uh, we get a really, really short montage. Yes. Yeah, um, 
of cardboard cookie, right? I don't know what this montage is. That's them like chasing Susie, right? And then it's uh it's them chasing Susie. Ned's looking at the notebook. It cuts to Cookie playing outside with butterflies while his cardboard's inside. Yes. Uh, did you notice that Susie was wearing Ned's disclo- disguise from the other episode? No, I didn't. Really? She was wearing yeah. the wig, the mustache, and the suit. Who's wearing it? Susie. While Susie. she's hiding from everyone. Oh, like the mustache and. <laughs> I didn't notice. That's a great connection. <laughs> um, and then we'll have, uh, yeah, we end the montage with cardboard cookie standing in the hallway, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he's made his way out of class. We don't know how cardboard cookie gets from place to place, do we? He can walk, probably. Um, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, he could walk. He would look like the um the villain in uh, Roger Rabbit after he gets squashed. Yeah. Yeah. Or a flat Stanley. We, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about a flat Stanley here. We definitely have. Yeah. Um, you liked them, right? I'm very anti flat Stanley. I think the it's the stuff of horrors. He gets he, Ren. Ren, a human boy is squished by a, a bulletin board in the middle of the night <laughs> and then gets mailed from child to child in America. <laughs> I'm very anti-Flat Stanley. Is is there, like, any connection between Flat Stanley and Elf on a Shelf? Um, no, because there's, uh, I mean, like, do they know each other? Is that what you're asking? Well, you, like, the point of Flat Stanley is you mail them from kids, and then the, but the kids have to hang out with them for a bit, right? Yeah, like the credit card that's, idea. That's we like, discussed that's like Elf on a Shelf. Yeah, like credit card borrow. Yeah. Like Elf on the Shelf is the same concept. You get the elf, you put it on a shelf, mm-hmm. kid hangs out with it till Christmas, then you put him away for the year. No, I don't think the kids are allowed to touch the elf. Why? That's it's one of the rules. Like what what makes the elf so good that he there's can't like, be touched? There's like there's hold on. There's like rules for the elf and it's like uh, yeah, I'm I'm pulling it up. Uh <laughs> rules for elf on the shelf. Okay. Uh so here they are. Here are the rules. Okay. This is New to the Elf on the Shelf tradition, but too embarrassed to ask how things work. Don't worry, we've got you covered. This is from the Huff Post. Okay. Um, first rule is he or she needs a name. Okay. What, the elves can't be they, them? I guess not. Yeah, so that's... Uh, <laughs> the, the Elf Society is not... Very strict gender norms. Yeah, the norm. not, not as inclusive <laughs> as they should be here. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, rule number two, and I don't know if this is a, uh, a euf- euphemism or what this is. <laughs> it says, uh, also, I'll, I'll, um, I think all these rules are going to start with he or she. I'm, I'm going to just use the, the neutral they. Um, okay. So they arrive whenever the heck uh, you want. So some they parents. They arrive whenever the heck we want. Yeah, some parents start after American Thanksgiving. Others start when their tree goes up. Others start on December 1st. Okay. When's the cutoff? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be enough for the elf to move because here it is. Step three, they move every night while the kids are sleeping. Okay. So this sounds like a lot of work. It is. It's a ton of work. And then because you see all the pictures of the elf, right? And they they all have to be creative and be like, oh, this elf is up to no good. Uh, They watch over the kids all day. Uh, Rule five, uh, the kids can't touch their elf. The kids can't touch their elf. That's what. Otherwise, they will disappear. 
does it say that they'll disappear? That's what it says. That's what Huff Post says. The uh, the elves disintegrate if they yeah. feel the flesh of a child. Yeah. Well, it also so it's not specific. Like otherwise, they will disappear. Could be the child. Oh, okay. Could disappear. So, the so maybe the elf has like some toxins in it. And, like, yeah. Disappear. Here is more. Yeah, of, like, like the old nickels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, rule six: the elf doesn't move or speak while the kids are awake. If so, so wait until your kid falls asleep, sneak into their room, and start whispering to them as the elf. Correct. Yeah. So that way they know that the elf does speak, but just not to them directly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's just while the kids are awake. So while if it's the kids are asleep, but adults are awake. Uh, I guess it gives gives the allows the adults to be like, "Hey, Elfie was talking about you last night." Um, they're not very what happy that me? you you know took a cookie when you weren't supposed to. Uh, and then lastly, they leave before Christmas. That's the what last rule. Stays. Like, what happens if my elf tries to squat? Uh, or like hides out in like the bathroom, and like, yeah, you don't check, and so then the elf, yeah. Um, I don't know. I would just say assume that we go back to the whole disintegration situation. Someone's disintegrating. Someone might disappear. Either the elf or the child. Uh, yeah. Um, that's everything you need to know about Elf on a Shelf, though. So I would say no. It is nothing at all like Flat Stanley. Because Flat Stanley doesn't move. Flat Stanley doesn't move. Flat Stanley. Well, he moves around the country. Yeah, and the kids, the kids are the ones in control of Flat Stanley. His life's been given over to them. Um, the elves are independent at night. Right, so. But, like, during the daytime, they work for us. They're on our payroll. Correct. Yeah, they they have to do as they're told. Um, they're, like, 30 bucks. Really? An elf on the shelf? Yeah. And all they, all they do is sit. That's it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's all they do when the kids are awake, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can hang out with them at night if you're in <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're big fans of uh <laughs> prestige television such as Ah Real Monsters. Put on some HBO. Mm-hmm. Pour the elf some brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Do some real adult things now that the kids are asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess um did Andy's mom know about Buzz and Woody the whole time? Or did they just like show up? No, I mean, like, you know, how uh, whenever Andy's around, Buzz and Woody have to, like, go full elf on a shelf and, like, can't move or talk. Oh, so are you saying that, like, Buzz and Woody are part of the elf on a shelf program and Andy just didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. were enlisted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get back to Ned's run. Okay. Let's see what's happening here. Ned's going to give... Um, see, Ned will see Sweeney in the hall. Sweeney will be like, are you ready for the wait, test? Wait, 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 wait. Bryce, wait. Sweeney wasn't just in the hall. He was using the boys' room. Oh, okay. I, I think it's worth pointing out because usually teachers have their own restrooms. Don't, yeah, they cool. don't do that. Correct. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's gonna come out of the boys' room then. Uh, <laughs> run uh, cross paths with Ned, and he'll be like, "Get ready for the test." And Ned will. Uh, who has the golden notebook? Will like I said earlier, he will shove it up his shirt. Um, to show like a uh, a uh, uh, a protruding like uh, bulge coming out of his shirt. It's like a like the sitcom Bosom Buddies. It is. 
it is just like that. Uh, and so Sweeney will, uh, he will notice it, but he will not say anything and uh, go on his merry way. Right. Yeah. And then, um, then we, Ned gives us some tips. We get a bunch of tips, a bunch of, like you said, really good tips, but I wrote down two because these are the ones that we actually got. So we got um, tip number 760.SNT, take neat, easy to read notes. SMT? SNT. Yeah. So NT notes? What about what S? What's S? Uh, he said something before this that implied the S. Like, oh, um, okay. science. Like, uh, no. No. He said something about it. It was like, take like super notes. Like, here's how to take super notes or like. Oh, okay. Something along those lines. And so SNT was like super notes. Yeah. Uh, Ned gives a bunch of tips about notebooks. Yeah, I already said this. Only one of the tips actually pops up as a tip. Um, and then the other tip we get here. I'll just, what do you think about take neat, easy to read notes? Take neat, easy to read notes? Yeah. It's probably the, you know, mo- most obvious tip. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's a, I mean, if you have messy handwriting, it's a good tip, but you should be writing that, you know, you can read it later. Yeah. I, so, I mean, it applies to me. My handwriting is a disaster. Yeah. And I did go through a phase in school where I was just writing down anything that people would say, that teachers would say, but like I wrote it so fast, I couldn't read it later. Mm -hmm. So it made no sense. I think notes are something that I've always struggled with. I have a hard time with notes. Yeah. Um, the other tip we get here is tip number 764.6XO, copy your notes in a second notebook. XO? Yeah. Hugs and XO. kisses? Hugs and kisses. Six hugs and kisses. Yep. Give it six hugs, six kisses, copy those notes in a second notebook. Um, that is a lot of work, Bren. That is a lot of work, but you'd pretty much be guaranteed to know the information by then. Yeah. That's like if true. you're someone who really struggles to absorb info, that's probably yeah. the best course of action for you. Yeah. Write it down a second time. Then you'll be good. Um, so now he gives us these tips. He's in the hallway. Uh, we end the tip piece. Cookie's gonna mention um or Cookie's gonna hear Quirly mention the history test today, which Cookie has not studied for. Cookie's behind on his tapes. Cookie is definitely behind on his tapes, Ren. This is going to be a disaster. Cookie hasn't watched those yet. So he's going to fail the history test. Um, the Mo's, the mob is uh, corner Susie. And the mob has also grown to like 30 students. Yeah, they've uh, they've been radicalized. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're going to corner Susie. Mose is going to jump in front. And she started this whole thing, mind you. She's going <laughs> to tell everyone... Um. What? No, just the, the fact that she started. I didn't, yeah. I, I did. I didn't really piece it together. The audacity mm-hmm. of what's happening here. So she encourages all these people to chase Susie around the school just to jump in and be, be the hero at the last minute. <laughs> um, and she's like, "Yo, uh, I don't think any of you realize, but Susie would never write this. Uh, in fact, there's a note here that says Susie's dumb. dumb Case in point." Bump. Dumb as a stump. Susie wouldn't have written that. Uh, and then they see something about like the Wolves winning the the Wolves volleyball team winning the playoffs. And Susie's like, that hasn't happened for 10 years. It's an old I, notebook. 
so the, they got me with this little twist because I thought the twist was going to be that Mose wrote down the Susie thing to save her. Oh, and it was gonna, been... and it was gonna be like a uh, just like a weird notebook that Susie writes random thoughts in or something that's like completely irrelevant. Yeah, uh, that would have been interesting because that still would have like led to okay, we now know who did it. Um, but kind of like let Susie off the hook and bonds Mose and Susie as well with that secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I like that. Instead, uh, it was just a very old notebook, which I mean, schools don't get cleaned deeply that often, but definitely within 10 years, something would have been moved. And like, that if you're going to do there. a, if you're going to do a 10 year old notebook plot, I want to hear more about what the school was like then. Mm-hmm. It's a good opportunity to kind of like flesh out the history. Well, we've seen like stuff like Chopsaw being president in the yeah. past. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's story to be mined here. Yeah, I can tell you one thing, Ren. Uh, Billy and Claire were making out back then. They sure were, Bryce. Yeah. And Ch was kicking Billy's ass every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy was uh, quite the focal point of the school, I guess. Um, yeah. So we have that that storyline is kind of like wrapped up with that bow. Uh, and then oh, and. B- <laughs> Billy, uh, so Loomer does say to Susie as the mob separates, sorry, Susie, I'll pick you up at eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cookie uh, wasted so many tapes. Uh, we see Cookie like throwing all of his tapes away <laughs> in a plastic bag because he's done. He realized that the recording doesn't work. It's not, not for him. Uh, and then lastly, Ned will go to put the golden notebook back. Sweeney will hang from the ceiling like Ned did to steal it. Uh, Sweeney will do that hanging down behind Ned and will catch him returning it. Ned got tricked and learned when he didn't want to, and Ned got an A. Good for Ned. Yeah. And good for Sweeney. And Sweeney wants to celebrate by giving Ned a caramel-covered apple with nuts. Which Gordy promptly steals. <laughs> And then spin Sweeney. And scene. Math. Math. Yeah. Uh, Ren, what is your favorite thing about math? My favorite thing about math, Bryce, is Mm -hmm. that when I transferred school, my gen eds didn't transfer, so I had to take a math class again at Leslie. That's fun. Which uh, which one did you take? I ended up taking stats. Yeah, I think um, that that like I understand why colleges require that like single math class, but at the same time, do I get it? Do I understand? I, I don't. I don't get it. I think it's uh, I think it's very stupid. Yeah, I feel like I didn't learn a single thing from my college math course because like, I wasn't there to study math. No, like, I I was an English major. I'm I'm taking statistics so I can be done with it, so I can get my damn math credits that I mm-hmm. did have, and so I can take the classes I want to take, so I can get the education I want, because I'm paying money for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took um I took discrete mathematics, Ren. Discrete mathematics. What is that? So, so I took it because. I, it, at surface level, you hear discrete math, and it's like, oh, it's it must be math that doesn't feel like math. This this is gonna be great. Um, our teacher made a website. He like, you know how Blackboard's a thing? Yeah. He made his own Blackboard, like not his own Blackboard page, but like he 
his own website, his own thing. Blue board. Yeah. Um, and it was like his, his passion project. So he pushed that very heavily onto all of us. And he as discrete math is like, um, like if you have three things that are true and two things that are false, like, what is it? And there's like some solution to that. Right. Yes. Um, it would be like looking at scenarios and chances and odds, but like very specific and getting smaller and smaller. Uh, it was the hardest class I took at Leslie by far. Really? Yes. And it is the only C I've ever gotten across my academic career. Damn. Yeah. I think, uh, I think stats was the, was one of the only C's I got at Leslie. Yeah. We had started with like, uh, 22 kids and narrowed it down to about uh, eight. You After love the... Survivor though, so that must have been fun. I mean, yeah, but I wasn't going to win the million dollars. I was going to be a final three loser. Yeah, but you got to lo- lose in style. Yeah, I did. Um, it was such a difficult class. And so seeing this and seeing like the whole math anxiety thing, um, I, I kind of get it, Ren. I uh, I was bad at math in like mm-hmm. high school especially. I was I just stressed out bad about math. Yeah. So this I, this is one of the more relatable subjects for me. I I really like basic math. I love fractions, percentages, decimals. I love converting. I love multiplication. I love division. I like all those basic things. Uh, I like aspects of algebra that are more puzzly. Yeah. Um, but then once it gets into like, I don't know, like geometry and like, I don't really care for geometry. I don't know. I'm just not about certain types of math. And in this case, Ned is, uh, he hates math. He hates it with a passion. He avoids it at all costs. Um, Moe's and Cookie, though, love math. You know that? They're big math heads. Yeah, they are. Uh, Cookie is going to be starting eighth grade math, which is good for him. Uh, also kind of confirming that they're in seventh grade. Yeah, I think this is the first real confirmation we've had that they mm-hmm. are. Like, I think it's been suggested. Yeah. But this is the first time it's been, like, outright said, I think. Yeah. And Moses' math, Moses is going to be starting pre-algebra. Uh, Ned says, we know how to add, subtract. Why do we need more math? Uh, that's when we get a really great little bit with Loomer and his crew. They walk up to Ned, Moses, and Cookie. Said, hey, Ned, you're smart. Uh, five, four dozen eggs to throw it five kids in... Uh, on math team uh like how many eggs can i throw at each one of them nine eggs per kid with three left over Mm -hmm. why would ned need to know that ryan why would why does that matter to him bryce learning math in school is not about need to know Mm -hmm. it's just about you know figuring out how to do a little bit of egg math yeah yeah and uh you know they have those three extra eggs so they yoke ned Ned the egg. Ren, when are we going to start podcasting about succession? Um, you know, maybe it'll win our tournament. Um, yeah. I don't think that would be fun. You don't think uh, podcasting succession would be fun? No, because when I like something, I'm just like, oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> so good. And then it's like, that would be it. That would, like, it would just be me for like 20 plus <laughs> episodes being like, Ren, this was so good. This was so good. We'll have to only nominate shows we know are either bad or get bad. 
Yeah. Such as Breaking Bad. Exactly. Yes. It has bad um, in the name. Bad. Whatever there's any other shows have bad in the name? Uh. Bryson Ren and Hell's Kitchen in the house. Yeah, let's do Hell's Kitchen. Let's just yeah. do like 18 seasons of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be my Hell's Kitchen. It'd be terrible. Uh. Okay, what else we have with this whole math situation? Uh, Albert and the Oboe Twins. The Oboe Twins are back. Is Albert new? Albert is new, right? I don't think we've seen Albert before. Uh, Albert's like this uh, nerdy, stereotyped kid. Right. Uh, him he, has and... a, he has a voice of reason that speaks to him. Yes, and it's, it is his defining feature. It is his, the one thing that if people ask ask about who the type of character Albert is, it is that, is that he has this voice inside of his head that he listens to. And then uh, we have the Oboe Twins, who we have seen before. They are teaming up with Albert and Ned to make a uh, math study group. To, that's right, Bryce. Yes. The math magicians. Yeah, so Ned is going to, that's how Ned's going to get through math, is he's going to ride the coattails of the smart kids in his class and then never need to do math on his own. It's an, it's a strategy. It's a flawless plan that can't go wrong. Um, spe- right. Speaking of flawless plans. Okay, so you need to catch a weasel. Okay. Okay. Ren plus mop bucket plus weasel. Eh? No, 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 no. Ren plus mop bucket plus club equals capture weasel. Ah. Um. And so sure enough, we have Gordy here working extra hard to uh, to try and capture the weasel. The first time we see him, he's going to be trying to mop bucket slingshot his way, which is, I'm glad this is just like a Nesty classified thing. Me too. Mop bucket it's slingshot. like the school's public transportation yes. system. He's going to try to do that, uh, crashing into the weasel uh, to capture the weasel. Uh, he will do that. Unfortunately, it will fail. Um, and Gordy, uh, did not look at the equation properly. No time for math. He says, must catch weasel. Bryce, you missed an important part of that equation. Mm-hmm. When the weasel takes the club from Gordy and starts yeah. with it. Yeah, it, uh, it, the weasel like escapes into Gordy's office, right? Into the custodian's yep. office and then grabs the club and starts beating Gordy over the head. Yeah, Gordy, um, Gordy's whole thing in this episode is he's a Looney Tunes character. Yeah, they really right. just go full cartoon for him. He's Wiley Coyote, the weasel is Roadrunner, uh, and he gets got over and over. Uh, Moses' class, did you notice that this, um, uh, the math teacher, the student math teacher is back? I did notice that. Yeah, so they hired him full time. And I like that in one class, he's still being assaulted. And <laughs> yeah. in another class, he isn't. By spitballs. I know. I was like, didn't, didn't they take care of this for him? But I get it. Like, he teaches math uh, also, no matter what. It's a new semester. Yeah, it's a new semester. Some kids are probably seeing him as the easy teacher to go for. I had a teacher in high school who uh, kids would get up in the middle of class and hide in the closet and jump out and scare him. So... <laughs> That sounds hilarious. Yeah, he like uh, he they would tag team. So one kid would tell the teacher. I I was always just an observer, but one yeah. 
one kid will always tell my teacher like hey uh like uh hey like did you see so-and-so in the hall and so the teacher would go like look in the hall and then another kid would get up and there'd be a closet behind the desk so the other kid his desk was right near there he'd get up and like quickly go sneak into the closet and close the door Uh, and then the teacher would be like teaching and then be like oh where'd this kid go and then all of a sudden the other kid would just jump out of the closet (laughs) scare him that would happen in the same class those two kids one of them managed to climb out onto the fire escape which was outside the window um yeah the teacher was not uh at my school after that year bryce this sounds amazing i would have loved to scare a teacher um yeah it was ever like everything that was that has been seen in media times 10 for like if it like kids want to really give a teacher a hard time what happened in this class uh, they would as a collective group um like eight of them would he turn to write something on the board and they would like move their desk up an inch and so they would just do that all throughout the class and so by the end they'd be like right in front of them it was out of control Bryce, I love this. Yeah, I'll see if I... I don't know if I could get, if I have any more sources for stories from his class, but it was, it was ridiculous. Um, And like I said, he was fired after that year. He was not renewed. Um, Poor guy. It was not, this was not his calling. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't definitely not handle it. And I felt so, so bad, Uh, but it was out of control. So Um, he was a religion teacher as well. So... I didn't, I didn't miss. I wasn't missing out well, on much. That's good, at least. Yeah. Um, Mo, yeah, so Mo's has her class. Cookie's class. So Cookie's in his new eighth grade class. He's super excited. It's going to be an all-gray room. And we made a <laughs> new teacher, uh, Dr. Xavier. Super genius. What did you think of her? She is one of my favorite teachers, I think. Yeah, I liked her. I love the whole, like, big brother, evil Nazi scientist vibe she has. Mm -hmm. It is hilarious and so out of place for Ned's, but it works. Yeah, it works so, so well. Um, She is, has this very distinct, uh, like, uh, life lesson to give to the kids, and that's without math. We are cavemen eating mud, which I love. Cavemen didn't eat mud, did they? Like they ate uh meat, like meat and bugs. Like I could say bugs, but I yeah. I would be very concerned if there were cavemen eating like mud. cavemen hunted. Yeah, yeah, they're not hunting mud. <laughs> no, no. Um, so the cookie is going to be terrified. It's going to be really scary, really kind of like overwhelming for him. Uh, the kids all meet up again to kind of discuss their issues. Moe's is scared and nervous because there's, um. In her class, Ren, um, that she was in, uh, there's letters instead of numbers. I loved the uh, zoom into her face and the uh, voiceover just going, "Where? why are there letters? Where are the numbers? <laughs> why are there letters? Where are the numbers? Mm-hmm. Uh, was the, throughout this scene and as we see, um, I don't, I wish we knew this teacher's name, but the the Moses math teacher as we see him throughout the episode because Moses is like a little bit confused and dazed there's this effect where he's like he his body is like moving back and forth but the board is right there yeah I think what they're doing is moving the board behind him so it looks like 
yes. Moses' vision is uh, wavering. It was for sure a practical effect yeah. of just uh, either that or either he's on like a thing that's moving back and forth in front of the whiteboard. Um, okay. I thought it was pretty funny. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. Word. Uh, Ned gives. So Ned gives some tips here to make things better. Ned's like, Mose, it's just math anxiety. Math is scary. You can spice up the word problem cookie. If there's a word problem, spice it up by making the math fun and exciting. Uh, those are, I think, both fine tips. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ned's like, we got this. Let's go. Uh, we get the world's... Uh, well, actually, sorry. No, no, no. Not yet. Uh, Gordy does his slingshot thing again. Uh, this time, he's trying to slingshot a giant boulder at the weasel. But a locker door and like trash can break off and tie around him. So, and this is how he gets the injury on his forehead, right? Yes, yeah, he, that's how he injures his forehead. Initially, he he racks up the injuries and the look here to get the big final moment with him. Goes uh, full caveman. Goes to go full caveman, and then there's um, Cookie tries this word problem technique. So he goes to class and Xavier's like, hey. Go ahead and read these. Uh, read this cookie, and it's like a math problem related to how to make cement. It's uh, a laborer mixes a solution of iron oxide and magnesium to make cement blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so cookie changes it to a recipe for cupcakes. Doctor Xavier is not impressed. In fact, she takes the uh, piece of paper off the overhead projector, puts her face on the overhead projector, and screams, "Do your work! I'm big and watching you." <laughs> She becomes big head. I am big and watching you. <laughs> yes. Uh, if Ned were to draw this doodle out, this would be big Dr. Xavier and little little students. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it too. She's just like, she's scary. She's mean. It's good. Uh, we get the world's shortest montage ever. Yeah, I only got like two notes for this montage. Usually I'll like try to whip up everything that happens, but I only have Math Magicians and Itchy Moe's. Yeah, you mean, you have two notes because they showed us two scenes to music before they <laughs> brought us back from this montage. Yeah, they showed us um, Ned with his math group, which he's named the Math Magicians. He shows them a temporary tattoo that he's gotten. Um, and then we see Moe's sitting in class and itching and stressed because other kids are clearly understanding the math and she isn't. That's it. Nice montage. <laughs> Thanks, Neds. Both of those could have just been scenes. Yeah. We didn't need the music. They would have been fine. Um, Ned will then be with his crew with the Oboe twins and the nerdy boy. Um, was Albert. it Alan? Albert. Albert. And they'll... Uh, uh, Ned gives them an idea of let's shoot the magic M when you need help with math class. Should we shoot each other the magic P if we need help with our podcast? Yeah, anytime I need help, I'll turn on my camera and I'll flash you the magic P. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll do the same. I'll let you know in case anything if there's an issue within the podcast, I'll you know Great. send the magic P your way and then we're good. I'll I'll know I'll know to think of a solution to help you. Mm. Uh, so then 
Cookie is going to come back. Cookie is going to be in the hallway. And he now has an outfit. The math smock. That's given right. to him. Xavier gave all the students gray math smocks <laughs> to wear to their uh, to the math class, which I love. I love the idea of a uniform just for a single single class in the middle of a middle school day. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's all gray. It matches what uh, Doctor Xavier is wearing. Um, Cookie vows to break Doctor Xavier. Yes, I loved this. <laughs> He's like, I will do it. Uh, we go to the next day, uh, sundown, sun up. Gordy is now going to rocket skate uh, his way to the weasel. This is when it's gone full Looney Tunes. Uh, he ends up covered in dust because he explodes. He doesn't move anywhere. Uh, he explodes, he's covered in dirt, and he makes caveman sounds. So good. Uh, and Albert will uh, then say, hey, Ned, Look. And shows Ned uh, that Albert got a matching tattoo to Ned's fake tattoo. Albert's parents had to sign off on this. Yeah, because Ned's going to say, you got a fake tattoo like mine? And Albert says, it's fake? Albert got a real tattoo on his arm. For Ned. For Ned. For the mathematicians. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, like, Ned is kind of a jerk in this segment he's very he definitely is taking advantage of these poor kids um yeah this is the most manipulative he's been but and it's actually a kind of it's kind of funny coming off the uh missy episode isn't it it is yeah that's a great point and when ned just went out of his way to be like yo missy's taking advantage of all of you and now ned's strategy is to take advantage of of these three kids literally Um, in the same way missy was doing he's targeting like people he deems lower than him on the social hierarchy yeah and i want to i want to definitely put a pin in this moment ren Corey did a lot of bad things Corey never convinced the minor to get a real tattoo that's a good point right so, i just this is kind of one tick for ned in the the evil direction I, there isn't much really uh to go with that so far but i do this is potentially the start of a really bad path for ned yeah um but whatever uh albert gets a tattoo um i didn't write the song down cookie does a musical number bryce you missed it you missed albert calling for help oh yeah i did i did yeah uh he's gonna flash the magic gem at ned after this and ned's gonna give him the wrong answer people are gonna laugh albert's not happy Bryce, how often did people laugh at you when you got the wrong answer in class? Yeah, uh, not often. Actually, probably never, <laughs> I would say. It was very rude of these kids. Uh, and the teacher would have stepped in and said something, right? Maybe they were all just happy to see Albert taking down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show him. Yeah, because uh, the only reason why Albert doesn't know the answer is just because he didn't hear the question. It's like not even about the answer. It's just he didn't like really hear the question um and so now we get cookies musical number ren the cookie make math fun show in the eighth grade but we're all dismayed six plus cookie equals fun i wrote that part down down. yeah i didn't write down that there's a second verse to it too uh he's not the best singer no he's not right he's no he's got that he's got that performance quality you can't help but love 
I did like it. Yeah. Doesn't need to be a great singer. He it was still a fun time to watch. Uh the kids liked it. Dr. Xavier did not love it. Yeah, no math song. She said. So the point of the song is to make learning math fun, but I wouldn't have been able to learn with the song. Yeah, because like he sang this at me in math class, I wouldn't I would I would got nothing out of it. Because so because he sings it and so quickly a girl is like Oh, Cookie was explaining uh, the rule of prime numbers. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have gotten that. I would have been like, oh, that was a fun song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Dr. Xavier, she doesn't like it. She again reiterates, without math, we are just cavemen eating mud. Do your work. Uh, meanwhile, Ned's life is crumbling. Albert has quit the study group because his inner voice thinks it's best. Uh, and the twins agree. The twins agree. The twins have dropped out as well. Ned is on his own. He starts itching because of his math anxiety. Moe's is itching because of her math anxiety. Uh, we get a, a few tips here. Uh, 120.6 BP. Be positive. Believe in yourself. <laughs> All right. Which is, that's not math specific. That's just... No. Okay. Like like general life advice mm-hmm. if you're feeling down or yep. you don't know what to you don't know you don't know what advice to give someone. Just be positive. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, and then uh, he's also going to give us the tip. Uh, tip six fifty four point six Q. Ask questions right away. Don't wait. Study group plus friends equals negative math anxiety. Start asking questions before the teacher even starts teaching. Try to predict <laughs> what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would drive me insane if I was a teacher. You're like, uh, no. No, please just let me teach. And then you can ask questions. I do like this tip, though, especially with math. Like, as soon as something goes off the rails, that's when you got to be like, you got to immediately be like, hey, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because math builds on itself so much. If you don't stop it, then it's just all going to crumble. Um, Ned is going to apologize for being rude. Ned doesn't really go through a journey until he loses everything, where he's like, "Oh, I've been kind of a jerk. I should apologize for them, but to them." He doesn't even have to get like punished for it. He you doesn't. Know, he doesn't fail anything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't you know have to hand in unfinished homework? No. Um. And what kind of strikes me about this? is they let him back in, but, like, he hasn't gained any skills in math, so he's still going to be useless. Well, he does group. He does hand over, like, a bunch of notes with math problems written over them, and I think the implication there is that Ned's trying to study. Okay. Like, he put in the work. Some effort. Yeah. That, that's it... what I, that was my read, because he yeah. had those sheets. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> So that storyline will be wrapped up with that. Dr. Xavier, um, Cookie did break her. He did. It must have been kind of like an off-screen break because we see her still be pretty firm with Cookie in the scene before. But all of a sudden, she says, you know, Cookie has taught me that we can learn and enjoy math. Now it's time for a super fun dance, uh, math dance party. Did you happen to note what food she brought out for everyone oh there was a food i didn't she had some cupcakes and a hot dog yeah single hot dog 
It was a plate with six cupcakes and one hot dog. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it. She's gonna dance. She wants to dance with Cookie. Her dancing is fantastic. We get uh we gonna call the shots back on, which we had heard previously. Right? What? The song, the song that plays during the super fun the math so- dance we've, party. We've I think we've heard all these songs. Like yeah, at least it's like we gonna call the shots. We, yeah, we gonna call the shots. I think it's that. Um and then finally we get the kids all back together in the hallway to kind of catch up with each other. Gordy is now full caveman. He's got his bushy eyebrows. He's covered in dust from when the rockets exploded. He gets launched, uh, passes the weasel into a wheelbarrow filled with mud. He screams weasel and runs through the hallway to which Dr. Xavier says, without math, we are just cavemen eating mud. Bit of a long way to go for a joke, huh? Very long way to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. They like, I don't know. It, it, I think that this would have been good if the setup wasn't as obvious throughout the entire segment. I just think the line is awkward as something to be reiterated multiple times over and over without math. We were cavemen eating mud. Yeah. Like, that, okay. Like, it's, it's a quirky thing she says once. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, it's a catchphrase. Fine. Whatever. But it's the button of the whole episode. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that funny. Come on. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Like Why is there a wheelbarrow filled with mud? Why was there someone with a pitchfork in the other segment? I don't know. Yeah, there's just some landscaping. I guess we can just like, decide there's some landscaping going on <laughs> at James K. Polk at this point in time. Uh, and that's our math segment, Ren. That's it. It's all, all they wrote for math. Um, what happened with Moe's? What happened with Moe's? Yeah. She she asked a question, right? And she got an answer, and then it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even write that down. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Ren, we want to look at um, the grades. Yeah, let's look at some grades. Okay. Who's, uh, whose grades are we looking at this week? Obviously, we'll look at our, our three. Yeah. Uh... uh like, Gordy? Gordy uh, got smashed around a little bit. Yeah, Gordy went through some punishment. Yeah. Um, Susie? Yeah, I think maybe Susie as well. Even though Susie was... Like, Susie was a focal point of the first segment without saying or doing much. Yeah. So, but I think it definitely could have impacted her. Yeah, let's take a look at... Um, let's start with Ned. Ned uh, is sitting at a B for academics, but we did see him get an A in the first segment. That's true, but he's failing all his other classes. Yes. So, do we put him down? I think we have to bring him down to a C. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's definitely not doing well. Um, socially, he, he... King of the nerds. Yeah. That's all he is. Um, what, where is like, he? Huh? What do we have him at socially? He's at a B+. Plus. Should we keep him there? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. He's at a B plus there, and then his power... He has not a lot of power. He's at a D, like a D plus, I think. Well, he was able to manipulate the nerds, so that's something. Yeah. Um. So like a 70, like a C minus? Yeah, let's bump up to a C minus. Okay. And then lastly, his stamina. He's at an A minus. 
Um, anything stamina related for Ned this week? Um, the not... bungeeing? Yeah, th- that's the only thing I can think of is like him swirling, uh, twirling his body into a bunch of glass. But I think it's... we can leave him as at a yeah, an A minus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mose, Mose is going to be at. Uh, she's straight A's. She's straight A's. Um, but did she ever take a quiz in math that was difficult? She hasn't yet from what we've seen. No. So she was probably fine. It probably didn't impact her grades. She was just overwhelmed for like a day. Yeah. And then in the first segment, I mean, socially, is she... Like, is that burn book helping her? She did get an angry mob to run after Susie Crabgrass. Yes. That's not is, nothing. That's all. I would say that's more power than social status. She's an A, but could she? Is that like a an A plus? Like, is that the pinnacle of Moses' power? Yeah, let's give her an A plus. Yeah, getting an entire mob to go after arguably one of the most popular kids in school, including her own boyfriend, who used a pitchfork. Yes. Um. Man, I want to. I so badly want to see more of that storyline. Me too. I'm. It's disappointing we haven't. Yeah. And um, Cookie, he is... What is he sitting at? Okay, so he's sitting at a, uh, a B-plus for his academics. He's sitting at a C-plus for his uh, social status. He's sitting at a A minus for his power and then a B plus for his stamina. I'm thinking we can bup his academics since he did get promoted a whole uh, grade up in a subject. Yeah, he's he's pretty intelligent, uh, but he, he did fail a history quiz, presumably. So, like, I think oh, we put him true. at like a 92, like an A minus, maybe. OK, he's smart. Like, we know he's smart. But. He did fail that quiz. I don't think the quiz is going to set him back that much. No. Um, Social status. So this is something I've been thinking about, Ren. Cookie has replaced himself twice with a cardboard cutout. Um, And people have not really noticed or cared. That's a really good point, actually. So how strong socially is Cookie if a cardboard cutout, uh, you know, can easily replace him? Should we knock him down a peg? I think we knock him down a peg to like a <laughs> C minus. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, power or stamina? Any either of those? I don't think so. No. Uh, I mean, stamina. He built up some stamina through sleeping a lot this week. That's true. Got some bonus Z's. He's well rested. Yes. Uh, did you want to look at Gordy and Susie? Yeah, let's look at them. Okay, so Susie is like Moe's, where she's sitting at straight A's. Her stamina's at an A minus, though. Uh, she ran from an entire mob. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> That's true. She outran, that a outran a lot of the school. So she's in, like, probably the A range for that, up from an A minus. Academics. Not, not much we can see to impact that. Social status could have taken a huge nosedive, but I think it it ultimately didn't. Yeah. Um, power, though, I would say. I mean, most kind of turned the tables on her. She did, and easily. Mm-hmm. People took it at face value. They were <sighs> not afraid to confront Susie either. 
Yeah, I'd say she's at like a B for her power. Yeah, let's drop her. All right. And then our man Gordy, king of the caramel apples this week. Um, he tried to throw a giant boulder at a weasel in a hallway filled with children. I just don't know what to think about Gordy. Gordy's trying to get this done by any means necessary at this point. Mm-hmm. Is this so? Like, if we're looking at his academics, uh, he's at a C right now. Uh, like, do we drop him to a D? Bryce, I think we might have to drop him to an F. He F? went full caveman. Yeah, he went full caveman. He had face full of mud. He's failing in his academics. Social status. Uh, I don't like. He. I just feel like he's in such a bad spot, Ren. He across uh, yeah. the board. Like he's his, not looking good. His social status. He covered his face in mud. Looked like a fool in front of the math teacher. Because I always think when it comes to him for his social status, I think about how the other adults see him. And mm-hmm. it is not good. It is not positive. And he spins Sweeney around and takes his apple. That's true. Gordy was a full-on menace this week. Yeah. Um, social, he's at a B for his social status now, Ren. Drop him to a C-? minus. Yeah, I think so. Uh, power? Hmm. Well, he did slingshot a boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's that, strong. That take some strength. Um. Yeah, I mean he's at a C plus now. So like a little bit of strength, I would say, like like a B. Yeah. Okay. And then, lastly, his stamina. Uh, he's at a ninety, right now, an A minus. I mean, he did keep trying. He never gave up. Um, we can leave it. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think we just leave it at that that A minus range. Uh, and so, lastly, we just have to think about the overall episode rating, Ren. So, so yeah, last week we gave it a four. The week before that, we gave it a five. Five. I think this was clearly better than those two past episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was as good as the premiere. <clears throat> nope. I, it's funny. Discussing it actually highlighted exactly my feelings for season two. The stuff I like, I really like. But the stuff I dislike, I'm completely apathetic towards it. Yeah. Like, it's not even like season two, like one where it was like, oh, I, something being bad or mediocre got a, re- like a visceral reaction out of me. Now it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I feel like season one, there was just a little bit more, like, value mm. in everything. Um, all the moments felt like classic character moments. Season two, I, it might just be because we're more familiar with these characters now. Like, Cardboard Cookie with the camera was not the most absurd thing Cookie's ever done. Yeah. It, it did not a lot for me, just as, as an example of, like, the different stories that we had this week. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I think I'm, I believe that I'm with you. Um, and so for me, like I gave, I, I gave last week four, did 6.5. Um, so I think I'm going to go like a six with this. Oh, no, sorry. I did the, the premiere in eight. Sorry, I was looking at the season one 
overall ranking was 6.5. I gave the premiere an eight. So like, I, I would still say this is like a six though. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with six as well. Okay. Um, let's see what, what Ned's has going on. Red, we have, um, how many more episodes until Grinch week? How many more episodes until Grinch week? Let me pull up the schedule. Yeah. I have a schedule for the rest of the year on my phone. Perfect. <clears throat> yes. Um, so some things that we have to look forward to is we have definitely more Neds. There's always more Neds, um, to talk about and to, to discuss, um, but we are also going to rent Grinch Week. Are we watching uh, all three prominent Grinch movies? So, yes. Grinch Week is December 26th. We are watching Ned until December 19th. Okay. So yep. we're going to we're gonna end the year on episode seven of the season. Fantastic. For Grinch Week, we are watching all three. We haven't discussed yet how we want to, like, do that. <laughs> okay. You mean but you don't is, think it'll it be conf- three, It is all three major Grinch films. Yeah, because you don't think it'll be uh, it'll be easy to follow if I say, well, I liked when the Grinch did this, but I didn't like when the Grinch did this in the Grinch. But well, in the Grinch, I enjoyed when the Grinch. Well, my you know thoughts I mean? were like, do we do one big like three and a half hour Grinch sized episode, or do oh. we just, like do three separate episodes? No. Um, I mean, I envision it as a a single one. Yeah. But I'm also not opposed to uh, to doing it with uh, three different Grinch episodes either. Because if we did three different mm-hmm. Grinch episodes, like, and publish them all that week, we could schedule them for December 26th, which is when our episode would go up normally. Then maybe like the middle of the week, December 29th, and then Mm -hmm. we could have January 1st, uh, that Saturday, and then New Year's Eve, we just do our regular episode. Or January 2nd, we do our regular episode. Wait, so so pitch that schedule again? Hold on. Yeah. Okay. So, the 26th. Yeah. Grinch 1. Okay. That's a Sunday. Yeah. 29th. Grinch 2. Yeah. January 1st, we yeah. put up Grinch 3. Okay. Then January 2nd, we're back to Ned. Okay. <laughs> wow. <That> is, <laughs> um, so I am, I'm interested in this, Ren. What I will say is that I think I'm most interested in banking the episodes. Um, by that, I mean, I like uh, recording them all. I, I think I like that release schedule. Mm-hmm. But I, I think... I'd prefer to do them all uh, before those dates, just because That's I fine. know, like, I don't, I don't know necessarily. I, I might be in and out of the house. I don't know. I want to make sure that we have them. Yeah. Um, but I like that schedule. I like three Grinch episodes in a week. Um, and in terms of the time, Ren, so I'm, I'm thinking now about my schedule. Like I know one o'clock I have to wallow in self-pity 4.30, I have to stare into the abyss, and 5 o'clock, solve world hunger, tell no one. 5.30, I'll have jazzercise, 6.30, dinner with me, and I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, I do wrestle with my self-loathing. So, I, I just know it's like a, it's going to be a busy time of year right? for me. So, well, so. I get it. I mean, if, if we need to reschedule, we can. You can go through my office. We can try to, you know, get something set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all, all this stuff is workable. You know, we, we you know, 
Let's let's we don't have to say no to the negotiation right now. I I got you. What if I um I could also uh stuff your you know, if if I want to get out of it, I could always just stuff your mailbox with jury duty slips as well. So they tried that once, Bryce. They're not going to get me again. Are you um, how familiar are you with the Grinch, Red? How familiar am I with the Grinch? Yeah, I've seen it. So I've seen the cartoon like maybe three times in my life. Okay, I've watched the Jim Carrey movie once. Okay, so I both yeah I've both what I just. Ben- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I've not watched the Benedict Cumberbatch film. Okay, I was both of what I just did, both the the jury duty and the uh, the schedule bit were uh, those are both Jim Carrey the Grinch. Um, I think unironically, Jim Carrey Grinch is uh, one of the top ten best comedies of all time. I think this will be very interesting because I don't have like a deep attachment to the Grinch. Okay, I have a very deep attachment to the Jim Carrey one. <laughs> this will be fun. So. Uh, that does sound good. Um, and what's great. So I'm, I'm done with my grad school uh, in uh, for the semester in, in, I think, like two weeks. So we'll be able to have have some weeknights where we can just watch and bank Grinch films. So. All right. Grinch-a-thon. Sounds sounds like a plan, Red. Uh, other than that, and at one point we're going to talk about Madagascar with my friend Alex. Oh yeah, um, that's right. He wants to do that too. I, uh, he He's really into skiing, so like his ski, his, this is like also kind of a busy time of year for him. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll check to see if there's a time that he wants to do that. Um, that would probably just be one single Madagascar trilogy podcast. Bryce and Ren go to the Rainbow Circus? Mm-hmm. Naturally, yeah. So... All right, everyone. Afro Circus. Yeah, another race. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening, for tuning in. Uh, You know, like us on social medias. Feel free to interact with us. Uh, Rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Tell your friends, especially the holidays coming up, that Grinch season is just around the corner. Um, And watch The Wire and Succession and Neds, right? Uh, Other than that, have a great rest of your day. Merry Grinchmas into all a good uh whatever his like dog's name is Ralphus 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 Merry Ralphus everyone <laughs> Bye Bye <laughs>
It's not destroyed, but he get like the the school year is still ongoing when he's not at school during the last book. He plays hooky. He drops out. Could he go back? He could, and he does the fight at the end. But I'm saying, like, so after Valdi's dead, right? He's, yeah. You know, in the grave, uh, whatever. Um, also, guns are the biggest plot hole in Harry Potter. Anyway, it's not so much a plot uh, hole. like you know, they just don't have guns. But who doesn't? If I, if I were there, though, you know, I would have shot Voldemort. Yeah, I'm telling, like, <laughs> Voldemort versus the Muggles. Like, come on, he's no Thanos. <laughs> um, you watch Hawkeye. I did watch Hawkeye. Did you watch the second episode yet? I, yeah, I watched one and two, finally. What did you, uh, you think? I just did it last night. Uh, I didn't like uh, the first episode very much. Mm-hmm. The second episode felt like things were coming together a little bit more. Uh, I'm out at the moment on Kate Bishop, which is unfortunate because she's like, she's going to be the person that we follow after this, right? It's yeah, going to be less about this, Clint. This show is like the passing the torch to Kate Bishop. To yeah. I'm really out on her. I feel like the writers are just assuming that we like her, but mm-hmm. aren't giving us any reason to like her. Um, and the the pacing felt really off. The s- clip, the like bit that I especially hated was the like 10 second zoom in on the uh, monogrammed candy. Oh yeah, the butterscotch? Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of just like things that I didn't, quite um i didn't follow the logic in the pacing of the first episode i didn't like that she um so she had the whole like showdown in the basement she narrowly escaped saves the dog takes the dog home keeps the suit on goes immediately to investigate and break into like uh armand's house or whatever his name is yeah it's armand yeah um that it just felt off to me like she didn't want to sleep first. I mean, she's she's on the loose. She just saw she just got out of a uh, like life or death situation. Now she's got to check up on Armand. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I I didn't like the first episode as much either. I did like the second episode though. Second episode had the LARPing, right? Second episode had the LARPing. Second episode had more Clint, which I was yeah. just kind of apprehensive to get to the Hawkeye part of Hawkeye, which yeah. is why the first episode kind of rubbed me not as positively because mm-hmm. like kate bishop is going to be hawkeye eventually but you know hawkeye clint barden he's a character in the mcu who you know he's supposed to be one of the main six avengers but he's never been given too much focus no so to open his show with another character in right? the spotlight it's like come on you're mm-hmm. really, he finally gets his own thing and you're really doing this i totally feel that and it's like even with so i i really liked I really, really like that opening. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Battle of New York, like the alternative viewpoint. Yeah. Um, I think that's so cool. I love when when Marvel does stuff like that. And then I just didn't like that the the ridiculousness with her in the clock tower. Um, yeah, her destroying the clock tower with who the cares? shots. No one cares. It's never going to be mentioned again in the show. Um, does she work or does she go to school? I'm not sure. She's rich. Um, yeah yeah she is and it's like i feel like the show hasn't put her into a perspective for me that's like oh she's got a lot to learn mm-hmm. um and i think it's she's supposed to be in that realm but i don't buy anything the mom is saying um because i am confused about her relationship with her mom as well yeah the relationship with the mom is 
ill-defined right now. I'm not yeah. quite sure what direction they're going to go with that. Yeah. Because, like, Mom's whole thing with Dad in the brief interaction that we see of them was initially, like, like, hey, eventually you got to learn that, like, money can't buy you out of all your problems was, was essentially what she had said to him. And so I was like, oh, okay. So she's, like, the, the Tom of the family. Um, and then now she's in with Kate Bishop. And then now she is, like, with uh, this rich guy. Yeah, and she seems like, uh, I don't know, scumbag. Um, and she's, like, all influenced by money now and is, like, head of a corporation. Um, but Jack. then is telling Kate, like, hey, you can't always just be a rich girl. What's I, I'm not sure what's up with the mom. And I think, and I know that the comic run the series is based mm -hmm. on the mom is a com like a completely different relationship there yep yeah because i feel like they can't pick one it's either they don't have a good relationship or they have a really strong relationship like i, I feel like it should be one or the other and it's this yeah. like really weird back and forth that I, I i don't understand and it feels central to kate's character mm -hmm. um so i don't know nicole what did you think so what did you think I, of, just, I, of Hawkeye? I, it's, the comics that they're based on are different than this. So it's yeah. weird that this is what the, those comics like became in TV form. Mm -hmm. But I'm optimistic that it'll go well. I already like Kate. Yeah. Because so like, like, I already liked her from before. So I was already sold on her. So it's interesting to hear that like, from your perspective. Yeah, and I, I I don't think my opinion is um or my perspective is uh the popular opinion. I think a lot of people like instantly like them or feel like they have good chemistry. Um, but it, there's like is it six episodes total? So there's I still time. Yeah. yeah, there's still like four more episodes for that to really be shown. Um, if anything, I like I'm most in on will Clint get home for Christmas honestly i like yeah. i'm the christmas angle is the most compelling part about it for me yeah it totally is is like he just has to it's like he just has to do it's like that one more job mentality right yeah like he just has to do like one more job like clean this last thing up so he can just be with his family for christmas so 